Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about a movie called Your Name, recommended to us by cats off of our Discord server. So, Your Name. Your Name. Uh, there's... Yeah, it's great. I don't know, Rick. And, I mean, just saying your name could uh, be better. Could be awesome. Like Jack. <laughs> but, you know, you got stuck with the short end of the stick. And so you were uh, named Rick. Uh, but, yeah, you know, beside the point, I, I, I was not aware that that Jack rhymed with dick. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. No, no, that's Rick. So just saying. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, this is actually an original work of art. This is actually an original. It came out in 2016. The studios for it are Comix Wave Films. The producers are Toho, Sound Team, Don Juan, uh, Amuse, JR East Marketing and Communications, Kotokawa. And the genres are romance, supernatural, school, and drama. And it runs for about an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, not too long. Not not too long. Um, those are some major powerhouses as far as an animation quality goes. Oh yeah, and it it definitely shows. And like you could, the plot isn't unique. Like I've seen many American movies where this plot runs rampant. Um, the time traveler's wife is one, but not to this way. I mean, no, like no, time traveler's way, wife like, is is different in the sense that. Uh, the guy actually time travels and you usually do have a lot of movies that are body swapping and they're swapping mm-hmm. with someone for a various reason where they do actually know each other or they ran into each other or something like that. And it's usually only for a set amount of time and then they permanently swap back. This takes an interesting approach in that they do know each other, but they know each other from a different time frame, timeline. Yeah. And which is three years apart and it doesn't take place over a couple of weeks or, or a couple of days. It takes over weeks, several times a week. It, it, there were the, the only movie I can think of uh, was the mailbox. Basically in that movie, they were able, these two people were able to communicate across the time, I guess uh, across time um, due to the mail. Like they'd put a letter in the mail and come back the next day and a return letter was there but they didn't realize they were from two different times. Very similar to here. The technology was super similar, stuff like that. So it wasn't too obvious that there was a large time difference between the body swapping, you know? It was a, what? yeah, because it was only about three year difference. It wasn't like a giant culture shock when one woke up where the other one was. What was shock was the boy woke up in the female's body and What's really interesting is you're not privy to the knowledge as to what's happening right away. You just see like at the very beginning uh, that she says her name is Mitsu Mitsuha and his name is Taki 
and she obviously already knows him. And then he, when she wakes up, she's groping herself because it's like, what the hell is going on? Sees herself in the mirror and starts screaming. And then it goes basically without you really knowing it to the next day and where everyone is commenting is like, why were you acting so weird yesterday? I see you're acting normal finally again. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it, it's kind of funny because what would you do in that situation? If you woke up one day and all of a sudden you were in not only somebody else's body, but like the opposite sex. And like my first thought wouldn't be go to school and try to blend in. I'd, I'd, I'd be submitted to an insane asylum. Oh yeah. Like I'd be locked up, but how they are or how they perceive it for a majority of the time is that they perceive it as a dream. And at first you only (laughs) see the after effects of uh, Mitsuha having been taken over by Taki, the other main character. And then you see what it's like for Mitsuha taking over Taki and going through his daily his daily life as him. And then you kind of like learn as the show goes on, like they start to figure this out. They start figuring out like this is what's going on. And then they start setting ground rules like you can't do this. You shouldn't do this, which they both largely (laughs) ignore for the most part. But hardcore. I thought it was hilarious that she was like, oh, this is great. I can buy all this stuff and I'm not paying a dime for it. We're in a dream. Screw it. Meanwhile, he's like, why am I so broke? What happened? I don't make all the money in the world, but I thought I had more. Well, yeah. And then he actually comments, talky comments saying, look, <laughs> like, Stop you, money. you can't spend my money like this. It's your body. I don't care. I, I don't care. You're wasting my money that I work hard for. I work <laughs> hard for it too. So I can spend it however I want because she actually does <laughs> go and do his job for him when she is in his yeah. body. And it's, oh, it's hilarious. pretty, it is pretty unique. It is really great too, that you have this dynamic in between the two of them, even though they never meet and they never see each other, they have this great dynamic and this, this great chemistry between each other, because even though they're not meeting and conversing with each other on a daily basis or anything like that, they leave each other notes and they leave a detailed log in a diary. So that way they know what's going on in their life. So that way when they come back, it's not a culture shock for them. Like what the hell did I do yeah. yesterday? I mean, it was done really smart because I think they both realized roughly around the same time, like, Oh crap. Like I'm not just dreaming. This is really affecting somebody else's life. Yeah. And it was kind of funny because the guy started acting more like a girl and all of a sudden got dates and the girl started acting more like a guy. And all of a sudden people are like, Hey, we should go out. Yeah. So that to me was kind of funny. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know if situation was reversed and I was put in that situation. I, I don't know that maintaining the status quo would be my first thought. I would be like, what happened? Why did this happen? I know what my name is. I'm going to look me up to see if I'm somewhere around because I, I wouldn't just be dreaming about if it was a consistent dream like that. I would do my very best to lucid dream to, you know, get change done, because if as she realized she had to go pee in my dreams. When I got to pee, like I need to wake up. That's how I know it's not a dream. Like, Hey, if, if this is working the right way and I can see myself in the mirror, you know, yeah. not a dream. Yeah. I, I completely understand what you're saying. It's, but at the same time, when you're in a dream, 
you know, it's hard and you're trying to wake up or, or you're just kind of going through the paces of the dream. You're not really aware of what's going on. You're kind of, you kind of have an idea of what's going on, but it's not really something you're truly intimate with, you know? And especially if, if you're thinking you're dreaming, you're someone else completely who's to say you wouldn't have a dream like that. Right. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying one way or the other, but I'm just saying, I mean, like, who knows? You never know. You never know. That being said, everyone else also notices around them too. Like, it's like, something's a little off. Something's a little different. It's like, Oh, you must be the normal or, Oh, what's, this is interesting that you're like this today. And, and they can tell the personality contrast and it. And what's cool is they specifically state it happens several times throughout the week, several times throughout the week. Not just once, not just twice, several times. You know what I kind of thought that was kind of interesting? The entire time they had their cell phones, right? The entire time all this stuff's going on. Yes, they're in two separate cities. They didn't really notice the year. They just noticed the date. And I guess the date coincided with what they were doing. It was the same day, three years apart. But when they, and they, they, they did exactly what I was like, they should do. Try to call each other. Like it should have been a thing. I'm going to call you then. I'm going to call you here. Yeah, like it but, should have been a thing, but that didn't happen until basically the end or not the end, but close till, uh, till the it end of when they the were way. actually swapping when he finally went, yeah. uh, when Taki went on a date that actually Mitsuha had set up with a Miki yeah. or, uh, Okodura, he, he's like, at that point, he's like, you know what? I'm actually going to call her. I'm going to call her. And he actually does. And it says the call's disconnected. And you're like, well, that's weird, right? Like, why is why is yeah. the call disconnected? And bear in mind, all the way throughout, you're actually not privy to the fact that they are three years apart until like maybe the last twenty minutes. Well, I mean, they do throw hints in there. There, there is one or two things that they throw in there. For instance, the when they're first ordering food, wow, I can live off of a month on the price of these pancakes. Well, yeah, maybe ten years ago. Well, you know, when you look at that whole conversation, well, you also have to keep in mind when they're talking about the pricing of food or something like that. Three years is not that big of a difference in terms of inflation. They're only three years apart. Also, you have to take in consideration where they were. City Mitsuha, living in a country bumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. She was living in a, in a far off country or not far off country, but living off in, in the countryside in a little hobunk town. Not too many people there. You're not going to have to spend a whole lot of money. He was living in Tokyo and he was going to a cafe, like a legitimate full fledged cafe, buying sweets, all this other stuff. He worked at a nice Italian restaurant as a waiter, bussing tables so you have an entire standard of living that you can't even compare to. That's fair. I mean, I, I understand that, but still. Even so, you can't go I, off I, of the... They just sprinkled it in. I mean, it, first viewing, it seems like a harmless compliment, a harmless thing. Second viewing, you're like, oh, they're trying to like sprinkle stuff in. Well, they mentioned the date. And one of the things that they kept, kept talking about was the comet the comet that was going to be coming and they kept showing it and referencing it for Mitsuha, but never for Taki in terms of date. They never actually mentioned a specific date throughout it. They only mentioned the days. And when they were looking at the calendar, they only saw the days, but they never mentioned a timeframe or difference in terms of date. 
Okay, I'll give you that, which is probably why she was why the the concern was when the end of that date was she wrote down you could probably see the comet. He's like, "Where? I don't I don't see what you're talking about." Yeah. And like that was your first wait a second. And I was like, ah, "I can rationalize this away. He's just too far." Like that's the only thing. No, it's wrong. Yeah, wrong time of year, wrong century, wrong millennia because the comet only comes by Ooh. once every 1200 years. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing that got me. At the very beginning, they were describing a sensation or a feeling that uh, of extreme loss. Like they woke up from a dream and, and you couldn't really tell what the dream was about, but you just remember longing and loss. And it brings a tear to your eye. And when I saw that, like you and I have talked about this before. I don't know if on the podcast or not, but um, there's a series that does that to me. And I have no idea why. Tenshi Muyo. Whenever I see something like that pop up, I have no idea why, but I start to watch it and I feel immediately immediate loss. Like if I finished a book series, anyway, I know it was the last book and there's nothing else coming. It's you know, a closing of that chapter, almost with books, literally, but with, with Tenshi Muyo, Muno or something like that. Whenever I see that, I, I have that loss and I have no idea why. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it just for, just to get through it. And I couldn't. I got two episodes in and it, the loss and the depression was too much. Still no idea why. So I understand what they're talking about in that we saw, the you know, like we woke up and we couldn't explain why, but there was extreme, not extreme, there was, there was a sensation of loss. And I was really worried that that was a very big foreshadowing or a, uh, a structuring of the story that would end it in a very sad way, you know? And to your credit, it did get to that point. And they basically also recaps. It's like they woke up and they had tears in their eyes and they weren't sure why they were crying, why they had tears in their eyes. And when you finally figure out like what's happening, right? He Taki actually goes through and he, he is on a vendetta to actually find her like all that time that they actually spent interchanging with each other, talking to each other through the diaries of each other and everything like that, getting to know each other on an intimate level like that. And then just to completely stop Taki goes on a vendetta. He, he goes out of his way to try and find her and he draws to AT what that entire area looked like. And he actually goes on the journey on this journey to try and find Mitsuha because he tries calling her and it's saying the number is disconnected and he's, He's like, I got to find her. I got to find her. I, I have to. I have to meet her because he cares about her. He truly does care about her. Got a small question about that. Hmm. Yes, I agree that he does care about her. When did you notice he was starting to wear that that uh, that twine bracelet looking thing? Not twine. The the fat the, the, the her hairnet. When did you notice? He started, yeah. When did you notice he started wearing that? Because I noticed he started wearing that at least in my mind roughly halfway through. I didn't notice it at the beginning. I didn't notice it at the beginning either. Um, but then again, usually we didn't see him put it on because it's not something that she knew to put on. The only time that that's when I first noticed it, when I first noticed it was when you actually saw Taki as Taki. 
That's when I first noticed it because there was that subtle difference in between the two because for him, he puts it on every day. It's part of his ensemble for her. She wouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, Oh, I don't need to put that on because that's not something he would wear. It's just going to be the uniform and that's it. That makes sense. Cause I was going to say my first, my first image of that is when he was trying to make a phone call and then he couldn't. So he hung up and it shows the hand and it shows the wrist with that little band there. And then he explains it later. And then once everything's like domino affecting and your realization hits that, oh, crap, it's the wrong timeline. She actually goes and takes the initiative to go meet him on like her second to last day. Yeah. Yeah. Three years in the past. And she comes face to face and it shows him being super diligent and super like a good school kid doing his cards on the on the uh, train, you know, doing flashcards, studying. and. She's like, I know you. It's me. Like, do do you remember me? And he's like, yeah, I don't know who you are. Sorry. And for the briefest of seconds, he goes, wait, what's your name? And she tells him her name and throws him her hairnet. And he has no idea why, no idea what. And I thought that was kind of cool. That, that, that bridged in my opinion, the gap, the, the, not the gap. It, It bridged the union as the grandma said, it bridged the union between the two. Right. And, how the grandma actually describes it is like the ribbon is kind of like the flow of time. It can break, it could snap, it can be intertwined, but ultimately it will rectify itself in a way or it will be repaired and fixed. And I'm paraphrasing yeah. greatly, obviously, but you know, the grand, <laughs> I, I don't have the words of wisdom as a uh, Hitoya who is a uh, Mitsuha's grandmother, which, you know, she's, she's, Man, she's like right on the level. She's like instantly. She's like, you're dreaming right now. You're not. You're not too hot. You're someone else. And what's even better is that you find out from what the grandmother was saying to Mitsuha is that her mother and her also both experienced the same thing. Which leads me to my next thing. Why? Why is this family in particular able to communicate with beings across the globe or across time even? And who knows? Maybe. They each did this thing to avoid a catastrophe or how I would like to see it. Just me. They link up with their, their soulmates. Maybe, maybe, but I do like the fact, and this is the interesting thing is like, you know, the time space continuum, all that shit, put all that crap aside. All right. Don't worry about that. All right. You're linking with someone from three years to the past. When Taki finds out that he actually was being in or, or inhabiting uh, Mitsuha, who was three years in the past. When he finally figures that out, he goes to the shrine where his, uh, where Mitsuha's grandmother took her and her sister and put this, uh, sake for the gods there. And it's mm-hmm. been sitting there for three years. He drinks the sake because it was made by Mitsuha, literally watch the movie to figure out how, and he drinks it. And when he drinks it, he slips and falls and sees the common in the sky. And what I truly like is that he takes the initiative and actually has an effect on the past. He does what he can to change the past and it actually has an effect, which I was worried that they wouldn't do. It's like, okay, if he's legitimately having this effect on the past and he's able to reconnect with the past, then he should be able to change said past. And it actually does happen, which I thought was great. I was expecting it not to. I was expecting it to be a tragedy of sorts where they met each other, but they, the only thing that they could do 
was meet that one time. And then that was it. And it, it, there was a mathematics question when I was going to high school on the board where my my boss, my teacher showed two parallel lines and showed two perpendicular lines. And he asked the class, which was a better love story? And we were confused because, you know, perpendicular lines, they cross. All right, fine. Parallel lines, side by side, they never cross. And so when we asked him, well, what he meant, he says, well, these two lines here, they'll always be side by side and they'll never meet. They'll always look at each other longingly, but they'll never meet. These two, which are the parallel, the, the perpendicular lines, they do meet once, never to meet again, which is better. And then he brought our English teacher in. And that's where we learned the phrase, it is better to have loved and lost than never to love at all. So the perpendicular ones where they do cross and they do meet one time, just like here, where I thought they'd only meet during the dusk hour, the, the twilight hour, the two-timed hour, mm-hmm. and they'd never meet again. I thought that was going to be a beautiful, heartbreaking, but beautiful thing that they were going to do. Right. Which was great, too. I mean, like, how they meet, they do finally meet, and it's only at a specific time, which is twilight. And he gives her a pen. They, a pen. He's like, hey, let's write each other's names on our palm. He doesn't write his name on her palm and she's about to, and then well, she disappears. Yeah, it's true. You do think he does, but at the very end, like when, uh, when he's actually when all hope is lost. Yeah. When all hope is lost and, and she's like giving up, she looks at her palm and she's like desperately trying to make sure everything goes according to plan because he had put a plan into motion to actually save the entire city that she lives in. Because originally in the original timeline, the whole city gets wiped out, basically 500 people. And she looks at her palm and instead of it being his name, it's just a simple phrase or not even a phrase, just simple three words. I love you. And it gave her the power to get back up and continue on. Exactly. And it was awesome. It was really, really great. It was it was very tastefully done. It wasn't just like some powerful quote. It wasn't just his name. He wanted to tell her how he truly felt, like how he truly felt. And and she was happy to know that he actually felt the same way. And and that strived her to push forward. Exactly. I think it was beautifully done because I feel like the character should have seen the name and just been like, I can die happy now. Yeah. Right. But because she didn't see the name, she saw motivation. Yeah. She saw purpose. She saw. Like and she, at the, at this moment in time, she knew she was three hours or three, three hours. She was three years um, behind him, so she knew that this was happening in the future. And instead of her just having the comfort of his name, that that one thing that she could be like, "This is mine. I can die now." She said, "I love you," and she went, "Oh crap! This doesn't help me know who you are, but this helps me move forward." And I'd like to think that that small phrase of "I love you" on her hand is what changed everything it changed that that i think is what changed the whole story from being a tragedy to one that actually happened now because what was really awesome is they still they walked by each other so many times and you're just like but no it's turn turn around damn it it's right there and the story was really good about doing that what's what's really great and and what really helps tie in tie in that entire change is at first you hear her completely depressed, completely sad before she dies, before you find out that she's actually dead. You hear her completely sad when she's talking to her friends 
and she goes to see her friends and everything like that. And her hair's cut and everything. And she's just completely depressed. She sees the comet and that's it. Because in her mind, in the original timeline, before he went back and was able to actually change the timeline, before that was all changed, in her mind, he did not care enough to actually remember her. He did not care enough to actually retain a memory of her. And that just completely broke and devastated her. Little did she know it was too soon. Exactly. And then when she comes back as him, because he was still in the, in the shrine, she gets up and sees what's actually happened to her home. And then they meet at that twilight and they have that whole conversation. But that, that really helps tie it in because at first she didn't have that motivation to try and survive. She was sad. She was heartbroken. And then she sees that her feelings were actually being reciprocated that he felt the same way as her. And I feel like that's what really helped hammer away the phrase. I love you. I agree. No, it was, it was, I, it was sad. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. It was, it made me cry again. And I, it, it you know, screw you cats. Cause damn, <laughs> I don't like to feel, especially like, like that. I mean, oh, I, you it was, love, well, okay. That's not true. That That's not true. It made me cry in the middle because I was sad. And it wasn't like a boohoo cry. It wasn't an ugly cry. It was like, I had to keep wiping my eyes so I could actually continue watching. Um, and at the end, it was a happy sad. Like, it was a happy cry. Yeah. Because, because they actually like, meet. what I actually wanted. Yeah. And they recognized each other, which was crazy to me. And I thought it was kind of stupid the way that they eventually met. Because they see each other on the train and they have this look of shock and awe. And, oh my God, I, I know you. Like, you're the one I'm looking for. And, and before that whole thing happened, they were like, I don't know if it's some place or someone I'm looking for. And when they met each other, when they see each other and they're still a train car apart, uh, it was, oh my God, it's someone. It's not some place or something. It's someone. And I found them. Yep. And they both basically run off of the subway that they're on because they're on two different platforms. And I think the train just took off. So they, they get off the train. They run in, in both directions to go, well, not both. They can't run in both directions. They run towards each other. And when they finally like come in eye contact, they pretend nothing happened. Because they wanted to see if they were the only ones that felt that way. And Taki took it on himself. And he's like, hey, my man, my man. It's like, hey, do I know <laughs> yep. you from somewhere? Uh, you, you, I recognize you, but, you know, I can't. And the reason why, and the reason why that they don't recognize each other, the reason why it's not just like, hey, let's go meet up and everything like that. It's because after that final time when they're able to see each other, actually see each other for real in, in person, that one time, Taki, even despite his best efforts, tries to remember her. Tries, but he can't. He's like, I don't even remember why I came here. I don't remember who I was here yeah. for, why I was here what I'm doing here or anything like that. And Mitsuha, as she's pushing forward, just as she was getting ready to, to give up, she doesn't remember his name. And, and she remembered that something was written on her palm and she sees the name, but it eventually starts eroding her memories. It's like her whole experience, the whole experience, the two of them actually shared though. It was etched on their soul though. They, they remember it fundamentally. They can't remember anything about it. They just remember yeah. this familiar feeling and that when they finally met, they had that eye contact. It was like, I know, I know you, I just can't, I 
don't know your name. I know I know you. I know there's this feeling I have for you like we're meant to be. And that's why he's like, hey, you know what? I know you. I know you, but I just don't know your name. And and it's the same thing for her. It's like, what is your name? And that's how it ends. I mean, like it ends with them finally meeting each other in the end. Eight years after the incident, five years after for him, five years after the uh, body swapping for him. And they finally meet. If it was five years for him, it was almost a decade for her. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long for her. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's got to be torture. Just oh, straight up. Got to be. It's got to be. Although I didn't, I really did not. I, I appreciated the realism where they're like, oh, the mayor knew and this was a plot and they just wanted to get reelected. And I'm like, wow, that was, they, they, they turned one child saving everyone into a political shenanigans. Yep. Great. Well, I mean, when you got to cast blame, you cast blame, but true. I mean, everyone, being, she was there telling everybody like she should have been like, you know, oh my God, she's a psychic or, or something. Yeah. But I'm glad that they didn't because that would just make life harder for her. And I'm pretty sure her dad actually saw that too. Like there's no way that he could explain or that she could explain it. It's like, what are you going to say? My daughter has split personality or she shares her body with someone from the future. It's like, that's going to sound nuts no matter what. Think about this though. You remember how the grandma was saying that, you know, she had the same thing happen to her. Yeah. And then the mom grandma was saying the mom had something similar happen to her. Imagine if you will, for a moment, that my theory where they they swaps they 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 meet their soulmate or swap with their soulmate. Imagine if the mom was swapping with the dad, and when the daughter came up and was like, this just happens, the dad was like, ah crap, I remember now too. Yeah, but if that were the case, the dad wouldn't have said, I need to put you in a hospital. Stop blowing holes in my theory, sir. I'm just saying, like she Taki came in there, is like, hey bro, this is gonna happen. He's like, okay, I'm going to call hospital. They're going to get you psychologically checked out because there ain't, you know, there, you got a few screws loose. All right, let's, let's get you checked out, you know? And if you come back to me saying, well, then we'll see why you're saying this, but, uh, you got some screws loose and that's, that's why. So it's not even that they're meant to meet their soulmates. I just like you right now. I had a good working theory. It was perfect until someone brought you to reality. No, 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 no. You can't even play the song back to reality. Up there goes gravity. No, 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 no. Yep. No. Here comes Jack with a bulldozer crushing my hopes and dreams with a wrecking ball blasting holes through my structures that I'm making to make the story make sense to me. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, this look, is just you pissing on my sandcastle because it makes you laugh. Like, it's not that I'm pissing on your sandcastle. All right. You have a house of cards on a boat with wind blowing that you're trying to structure together no, no, no. with some no, no. Uh, spit to try and hold it together. No, no. negative Neg- sake spit. Remember? Okay. But no. So I have a house of cards and I'm in a perfectly level concrete area in, in a beautiful house. I might add, Let, let's throw like just imagery. I got a pool that with goes fans from the outside going, to blown the right where you're trying to construct no, 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 these no, no, cards. No, no. Like, dude, negative. You, there's, negative. there's no way you can try and save your lower. story. All right, like, you, just, you're, you're you were being hopeful. You were being hopeful. You're the big bad wolf of this situation, sir, and I'm the fat pig, the third one that tries to be smart. <laughs> sure, sure. You and your, are you sure you're not? You're talking about being the first one in the house of straw. 
No, I, I feel like I'm the third pig, but I got an older brother still. So like I'm safe, but not not safe safe. And you're over there with like a gatling gun of air. Just <laughs> All right. There's one other thing that I really got to say about this uh, series is the soundtrack to it was actually really great. I thought the music was very tastefully done. It was beautifully done. I actually sat through the credits for the ending song as well. I agree. Yeah, I did, too, because it, it, it felt wrong to cut it off. Yeah, it was it was great. It was truly, truly well worth the watch. It was worth the listen just for the for the music. Um, this actually makes me want to go out and buy it. I rented it on uh, on Amazon Prime and this I actually want to go buy. I want to go buy the physical copy of this. That's what I want to do. And my dumbass watched it on Netflix on uh, not Netflix on YouTube. I rented it. If I'd have known you rented it on Prime, we could have just shared. Yeah, uh, but no, I agree. I, I wouldn't want to rent a digital copy of this. Uh, mainly because I, I, I like having a hard copy. That being said, on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? In all honesty, 10. And I'll tell you, the, the, the reason I'm going for 10, I noticed here, and I've never seen it anywhere else. Like, well, well, it, it's got, the reason I'm giving it a perfect score is because it is an original story. It did not come from anywhere. It had some plots that made, you know, kind of tropish. But the attention to detail via song choice, music background, just ambient noises. We watched this show. We watched a thing about this, what, three or four weeks ago where they were doing side-by-side shots of real places. And then the animation they drew on it was damn near to scale. Like it was impressive how they did this. But the thing that gets me to give it a 10 is when the teacher was writing down stuff and when the characters were interacting with other things, when they would take a bite it wasn't just like a bite and then gone. It was, you can actually see the detail of them taking the bite. It, it, the only way to make this better would be to increase the frame rate you watch it in because it is that good in my opinion. All right. What about you? I'm also going to give this a 10 because it's a great movie. It is sourced originally. There are a couple minor flaws, just minor flaws in there. Uh, but nothing that unless you were truly looking for it, you would ever notice. Okay. The, the whole interaction, the fact that it was an original story, the interaction between the characters, the, the development of the story, the music, and the fact that the music selection and choice made me actually want to watch and sit through the credits just took it up that extra notch. I agree. Now, did you watch it subbed or dubbed? Subbed. I watched it dubbed and I, I watched it subbed for about half. And then my that that was as far as the free version got. And then I paid for it. And I'll tell you, I didn't see any anything wrong. No, it was it was tastefully done. Impressively so. Like the attention to detail for the voice actors, the words they used, the the meanings behind it. I, I didn't see there might have been one or two variations, but it, it looked like somebody went through and watched it a few times just to make sure it made sense both ways. Yeah. And I, I, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. No, that, that it was, it was great. I, I truly enjoyed it. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. But, uh, before we go next week's choice actually comes from Tobiyashi 067 off Twitter, who also recommended this one for us. And it's called Uzaki Chan wants to hang out. 
And so that's what we're actually going to be watching next week as well. I uh, personally haven't seen it, but I do know that it's actually uh, pretty new. So it actually came out really recently. So I'm looking forward to, to watching it. And how recently? A couple of months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Recent, 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 recent. It's 12 episodes long. Uh, it has actually been slated for a second season and it came out July 2020, ran all the way through September 2020. And uh, it's a slice of life comedy romance etchy of course it is your favorite uh triage of uh genres yeah slice of life and romance etchy and comedy can we just go back to triage like i'll I'll just i'll rewatch the triage oh you'll you'll re uh triage x yeah i'm I'm sure you would love to to watch that (laughs) i'll I'll watch the proper version this time (laughs) not not the pg Oh dear Lord. Oh, oh, okay. I got a question. You watched it on prime, right? In the very first time when he realizes Tobiashi realizes he's in a girl's body. Was there that white mark across the mirror for you too? Yes. Okay, good. Cause I was going to say if, if the YouTube did that and it was the only time they censored anything, but I'm glad it was cross platformed. Okay. Oh, yeah. We oh. saw the same thing then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Hope you enjoyed this week's choice. If you uh, have recommendations, if you feel like we missed something, you want to let us know of another great movie or show that you feel like we should watch. So feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet at us at those anime guys on Twitter at featured anime podcast on Facebook. Uh, join us in our discord. We're always hanging out in there. We're always talking, chatting about all kinds of random stuff in there. And we would love to have you come and join us. I know I'm a little bit late on getting uh, the episodes up on YouTube, but if you do listen to us on YouTube, drop a comment, be happy to respond to you there. And I do plan on having everything uh, updated and current on YouTube by the end of this week. Until next time, I'm Jack. And I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.